Welcome to Lakeland Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Lakeland, please visit our website at lakeland.church. All right. Good morning. How's everyone doing? All right. I got to first acknowledge uh, we got kids in the room. So, hey, let's give it up for the kids that are joining us today. We've got kids in the room because we had a flooding issue that happened on Friday, and so we got like three days to dry that out. So, elementary kids, welcome. I'm glad you're in here. My only rule is that you can't preach louder than me, okay? So if you uh, start getting louder than me, I boot you. Um, but, no, uh, we're going to have fun today. It'll be a, it'll be a fun time. Um, before we dive into the message, a couple things I want to let you know about and just kind of updates. One, Operation Christmas Child. How many of you took boxes home uh, with Operation Christmas Child? Okay, a lot of you did. This is awesome because we got rid of actually all of our Operation Christmas Child boxes, which is great. But now here's the bigger thing. You need to bring them back. Okay, bring them back by next week. If you didn't get one and you want to, you can actually swing by. If you're here in person, you can swing by and grab one of these tags, go to the dollar store, get a little Tupperware, fill it up with all the items and bring it on back. If you're watching online or in VR, you can actually go to Operation Christmas Child's website. You can fill a box right there and pay for it right there and it'll ship and all that. And so you can participate no matter where you're at. But make sure to bring them back if you're here in person by next week. Also, I want to tell you about two trips that we have coming up. I'm really excited about them. Uh, one is a missions trip, which will be this next August, going to uh, Gu- uh, no Costa Rica with Ogar de Vida. And if you've never been on a missions trip, I would encourage you to consider it. The second trip is actually going to be a totally different style of trip. It's actually touring the Holy Land, going to Israel, and we're going to go see all these places where Jesus went. Um, And that's going to be actually February of 2024. I know that's a long ways away, but to get things in order and to get all prepped for it and save up for it, um, we want to give you ample time to be able to do so. If you're interested in either of those trips, all you have to do is text the word trips to our number, our texting number, 262-435-4390. You'll get a form. Just fill that out really quickly, and uh, and then we'll direct you to uh, the right, whichever trip you're interested in. We'll get you all the information that you need. If you have questions about either of those, if you go to Next Steps right on out here, we've got people kind of representing both of those trips, and they can answer any questions that that you might have about uh, going on a missions trip or going to Israel. Um, And Lisa and I are going to be leading that one. So it'll be fun uh, as we teach in in all these different locations and get to go see that. So that's happening. And then last thing I want to let you know about is that in two weeks from today, we're going to be having some baptisms. It'll be the last Sunday of this series. And what better way to just show everyone that Jesus is ruling over all of who I am than through a public declaration of that through baptism. Baptism, it's this. It's an outward expression of an inward decision you've made to follow Christ. If you've never made that decision or taken that step uh, to show people in baptism, we'd love to talk to you about it. Um, that, and all you have to do is email us at nextsteps at lakeland.church, nextsteps at lakeland.church. We'd love to talk to you about baptism, okay? So whether you're online, in VR, in person, let us know. We want to chat. All right. Uh, before, once again, one more thing before I get into the message. I'm aware this Tuesday is the midterms. And uh, with the midterms, there can be a lot of like, oh man, what do we do in this moment? Here's what I, I don't want to spend a lot of time here and I don't want to dig myself into a hole that I can't get out of, okay? Um, I'm aware of that. Uh, but I do want to just encourage you in this way. Do you know what the Bible says around some of the hot topics? 
Do you know what the Bible says? Not, not, not what your friend says, not what social media says, not what um, article that you read recently, not, <laughs> not what commercial is yelling at you recently, but, but do you know what the Bible says? Um, two years ago, 2020 elections, I did a series called Jesus for President, and I took three weeks to kind of just, how do we orient our mind and our thoughts around what the Bible says in terms of politics and some hot topics. Week three, if I could encourage you, go back and listen to week three of that. In fact, if you're online, our chat host will drop a link to that YouTube video, but any of you can go to our YouTube channel, go back into our series, go to Jesus for President two years back, and go to week three. On that week, I hit actually a handful of hot topics, and I tried to give them at least enough time to deal with them in a... uh, in a way that gives honor to the subject. Um, and I dealt with things like, like our relationship with Israel, racial justice, uh, biblical and historical position on sex, marriage, and sexuality, the care for the marginalized, poor, and the homeless, and refugees. What does the Bible say about the unborn, which speaks obviously into pro-life, pro-choice debate. And I'm not going to, once again, open those up right now, but I'm going to encourage you, if you don't know what the Bible says about those things, go back and watch that message from a couple years ago. Um, but then I encourage you, get on out and vote this week. We live in a nation where we actually have the freedom to do so, and I think you should. But this week, I was actually uh, reading my devos. I was in 1 Timothy, and I came, I just happened to read this this week. And I think it just set, it postures my heart for this week, and I think it should posture all of our hearts. Okay, so 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. The Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy, and he says this. I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for everyone. For everyone. Who's included in everyone? Oh, come on. Who's included in everyone? Everyone. That's right. The people on the opposite side of the aisle than you, the people that you disagree with. And notice what he says. We should, I urge you that you should be making requests for them. This is where I go before the Father and I actually request something on their behalf for them. Prayers, and then he says intercessions. What's intercessions? To intercede is to recognize that there's a gap and someone needs to stand in that gap. Here, here's just a question. Um, how many, do you think there's a whole lot of people in Washington who are praying right now? or in Madison, or in Springfield, or in whatever state you're watching from right now. Do you think there's a whole lot of people praying? You might be like, no, I don't think they're praying. That's why he says you should intercede, because someone needs to stand in that gap where they're not doing it and pray for them. And then he goes on, and he says, and he says, oh, and by the way, here's your attitude and what you should also do as you're praying for them. You should do it with thanksgiving. That's right. You should be thankful for them as you talk to God about them and as you stand in the gap for them. And now if you're like, yeah, but was Paul talking about really the government and those in authority? Yes. The next line, the next verse, he says, in terms of this, who are we praying for? For kings and all those in authority. Those are his next words. If you're wondering who is included in everyone that we should be standing in the gap for them with thankful hearts and praying for them, it's for kings. Now, I know we don't have a king, but we have a president, and that's who would kind of stand in that place. And for those in authority, in government uh, positions. And then he says this, that we would live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good. Please is God our Savior. And then, 
he's going to go on. He's saying, you want to know how important it is that we are a praying people during seasons like this, actually all the time, but especially now in how we behave in moments like this. You want to know how important it is? God is betting the farm on how we behave in this moment. You want to know what he's betting on us? This is what he goes on to say, verse 4. He says that all those are, uh, um, sorry, this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. He's saying, listen, how we behave in this moment should lead people to Jesus. So here's the question. Is your behavior leading people to Christ right now? Because he's saying Christians... Our behavior should be so peculiar in the world that there should be salvations because of how we behave in this moment. This is what I said during the first service. I don't have a problem talking politics, okay? I love talking politics with people. However, I think we should spend more time on our knees than sitting across tables having conversations. If... You, you can talk as much politics as you want as long as you're spending more time on your knees for those politicians than you are talking about those politicians, okay? And then I say, go for it, have fun. But we need to be a people that pray and we intercede. So let's just start with it right now, right here. I'm just gonna pray for uh, our nation and for us uh, as we head into Tuesday. So Jesus, um, may we be a people that are so peculiar in our behaviors that... Um, people come to know you. They discover you because of how we behave. Lord, we intercede. We stand in the gap for our president and for those in political power and in authority. We ask that you would give them grace and wisdom to do their job well, that they would not think on behalf of themselves or their party, but that you would give them a clarity and understanding truly from heaven. We pray uh, around this Tuesday and as people go on out, vote, and they vote, that we would see on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come and your will be done. And so, Lord, we thank you that we are uh, given the honor to vote. And may we be a people who actually have our policies that we vote for and our people and our positions rooted uh, in a foundation of Scripture. Lord, we trust you because we know that ultimately you are the king of kings, you are the Lord of the lords, and you are the one who wins. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's continue into Jesus over everything. I'm excited about this week. Um, to kind of set up our conversation for this week, I had someone not too long ago, they made a comment to me. They said, they made an observation of my clothing. And they said, it, it doesn't seem like you've had, gotten anything new recently. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're actually right. I'm actually, I'm dressed very plain today. I'm actually doing that on purpose. But, um, and you'll see why. But I said to them, I was like, you're actually right. Since COVID, I have not gone out to stores, like at all, unless I absolutely have to, but I haven't gone shopping. So like, I, I haven't bought anything new for the most part in like two plus years. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm really happy with it. I am, I'm, do not miss going to stores and I do not miss shopping. And if I can avoid walking into a store, I'm going to. That's just kind of how I feel right now. Um, but 
I recognize that the clothing that I have will wear out. Some point, I'm going to have to enter a store again, and I'm going to have to buy something new. And it's just reality, because everything wears out. And there are some things, today what we're going to be talking about, how there are some things that, quite frankly, uh, some of us are continuing to wear that we need to cast off. And there's something new that you are actually hardwired to put on and make sure it stays fresh to renew it. And so I'm excited as we're going to be talking about the, spiritually some things that we need to cast off, what we need to put on, and how we need to renew it. So let's just dive in. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. The Apostle Paul says this, put to death. Now in just a couple of verses, he's going to say cast off, like literally. And the Greek word is literally to cast off clothing. This is even stronger language. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Or we could translate it as your flesh. It's how you respond in your own kind of earthly desires. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Now he, he makes this strong statement, put to death. And then he says, whatever belongs. Now, everyone say, everyone say the word uh, melos. That's the Greek word that gets translated as belong. Now that Greek word that I just had you all say is actually a pretty crass word. You're like, oh, Oh, no. Now, for us, belongs doesn't seem like that crass of a word. But the reason why uh, God inspired the Apostle Paul to write that word is because it would actually cause an emotional response in the listener and in the reader at that time. That melos, this word, was actually to prostitute like body parts. That's what it was. And so even as I say that, you're, you're like, ooh, that's like it creates this nasty emotional response within me. And he's like, yeah, that's the feeling that you have that you should have about your old self. About some of these things that quite frankly, you're still wearing that you need to cast off. And then he's going to make kind of a list here of some of the things that we need to cast off, that we need to get rid of. Now, I'm going to go grab something real quick here. Walk with me, walk with me, okay? I'm going to bring something out here. So in this bag, I've got a bunch of clothes. A bunch of clothes that, quite frankly, I think should be thrown away, okay? I, I think, now you're going to do a little vote here with me of how many of these items you're like, yes, time for that to be done away with. Some of these items are right out of my closet that I'm like, yep, they should have been cast off. Others, uh, a lot of these things are from Goodwill. If I pull out one of your items from Goodwill, <laughs> don't be offended because you already got rid of it, okay? You agreed with me that you're like, it's time for this one to be gone, okay? And so, um, and so uh, just for fun, so hopefully we can all remember what we're talking about today here. Uh, I'm going to put on some, some items to represent different things. And so this first thing I'm going to put on, I, I cut the shirt in half just so that I could slide things on a little bit easier. This is one of those jammy shirts, you know, pajama shirts that people buy you. My wife buys this stuff, so we can all like match. This one says Pop, Papa Bear, you know. I'm one of those people... I don't like pajamas in, in general. I like sweats and sweatpants. That's my jam, okay? These, you got one wear, and then I think it should go in the trash. That's just where I, now some of you are like, oh, it's my favorite, it's so cute. No, it's garbage. That's where it should go. And so on the back of this, I wrote the Greek word that Paul uses here that is pornea. It's where we get the word pornography. And that's the word that he uses here for sexual immorality. Now, 
sex isn't bad. Sex is actually a gift from God to humanity, but in all throughout Scripture, through the whole of Scripture, we always see it in the context of marriage between a man and a woman. That's it. Everything outside of that gets thrown into this category of sexual immorality. Now, here's the deal with our culture. Our culture actually looks at a lot of things that are sexually immoral, and they call it cute. They celebrate it. They're like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, that relationship is so nice. That's so sweet. And truthfully, there are some, unfortunately, in this room, online, in VR, that right now your sexual activity is outside of that, the, the confines of what God designed sex for, and you are clothed in pornea. Now, if I were to say, hey, do you like pornography? You'd be like, no, that's gross. And yet, that's actually what you're clothed in. Oh, didn't think of it through that lens. And yet, that's what our world is doing. It's celebrating and calling it cute, something that's actually, I think, just like these jammies should be thrown away. All right, so then the, the next item, all right, that I'm going to pull out here. I'm just not a huge Hawaiian fan, a Hawaiian shirt guy. Um, but I, so on this one, uh, what, what was my, impurity. So I wrote, I, I spray painted impure on this. Uh, impurity, it's this. It's, it's, it's anything, and the Greek specifically has to do with impure motives. So it's all about your motive that is actually kind of buried in this Greek word. It has this idea like if, if you say something to someone other than your spouse in a flirtatious way, what's that motive? It's an impure motive. If you lie on that document uh, on some government form, it's an impure motive. Motive. If, if you say something poorly about someone else because they hurt you and you want to hurt them back, that's an impure motive, right? It's anything that's wrong that your motive, it's really dealing with the motive of impurity and wrongness. And he's going, listen, we should not be clothing ourselves ever in Hawaiian shirts any longer until you move to California. If you move south, go for it, okay? You keep all these in your Florida, Arizona homes, stuff like that. But up here, no, we have snows on the way, okay? Uh, next one. Oh man, this like takes me straight back to the eighties and nineties. Look at this baby. This is like the, it's got little triangles on it. It's awesome. Uh, awesome for the garbage. And, uh, so on this one I wrote lust. Now the interesting thing about the Greek word that gets translated as lust, it actually carries once again, an image and the image of lust is hunger. It's like this it's a hunger that you're going, I must give in to it. And so we give in to things that actually, it's like our, our body longs for it and you give in to it. It's why actually the biblical principle of uh, fasting is so important is because it, you, what you're doing when you fast is you're actually practicing telling your body, no, you don't get your way. And there's something that's incredibly powerful about rehearsing, telling your flesh, no. But some of us continue to give in to our earthly or fleshly hungers, and you're still wearing this, and you need to cast it off. Next one uh, that he talks about, definitely these shirts. <laughs> How many of you agree this one should go in the trash, Okay. You're afraid to. You know, I had more comments after the first service of, of women coming up to me saying, you took a picture of all of my, or you took all my husband's stuff straight out of his closet. <laughs> he even just sent me a picture from home of that outfit. Uh, so I wrote evil because in this one, it's evil desires. You ever have an evil desire? 
<laughs> okay, just me. Um, you know, over the years, I've had you know plenty of people who've said uh, horrible things about me, horrible things about this church. I take that kind of personally, and it's really hard not to say, "God, please help their house flood that they would move away." You know, it's, but if I'm honest, that is. That's my fleshly evil desire and that doesn't rightly reflect God and that's not something that I should be wearing any longer. Um, last one in his list, greed. These, this is like, these are some old pants here. This is going to be awesome. You're going to love this. I think these are like 20 years old or something like that. I made them for like a youth group event at one point. Oh my word, this is like awesome. Okay. She just jack these babies up right here. Tuck everything in. <laughs> and I discovered this during the first service. There's no pockets. I always put my hands in my pockets. So, <laughs> but it just doesn't look right. So we'll just pull that thing back out. And <laughs> uh, but greed. It's obviously in regards to our our money. And stuff, uh, greed, and he says, which leads to idolatry. Really, I look awesome. I'm not going to lie. Uh, which leads to idolatry. I heard a pastor once talk about idolatry, and he says, you can know it's an idol if you have to check with it before you're obedient to God. And so in terms of, of greed and greed with stuff or money, here's the question. Is do you have to check with your money before you can be obedient to God with your money? Do you have to check with your bank account? You have to check. It just might be an idol. It might be something that actually you're wearing that's time that you cast some of these things off. And so the, the Apostle Paul, he's, he's playing obviously into all these earthly nature things. And he's saying all these things that you are wearing, they're, they should be dead at this point. He's going to go on in the next verse, verse 6 and 7. says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. Now notice what he does here. He uses, he uses past tense language in all this. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. Meaning, this is not how you're meant to dress anymore. This is not the stuff that you're clothed in any longer. And you need to. It's time for, for you to cast things, these things off and call them dead. There's something really powerful in actually declaring out loud that that is no longer me. I am no longer someone who will live in sexual immorality. I am no longer, even if that was a part of your past, because here's the deal. A lot of times the enemy loves to remind us of our past, and it seems like our past a lot of times chases us. Paul, the Apostle Paul, actually got this. If you've ever felt like my past chases me, the Apostle Paul regularly referred to his past his past, he felt like it chased him because he was a Christian killer and a Christian persecutor and he felt horrible. But he said, by the grace of God and who I am now, I've cast all those things out. So if you've ever felt like, man, I need to renew my mind about what, what I no longer carry, Paul had to do it. Where he said, I'm no longer going to be defined by my evil desires, my evil motives. And I choose to take that thing off and I cast it off. I'm no longer going to be defined by my lust or my, uh, what was the other thing? Impurity in here. I cast it off. And boy, yes, we should definitely only take off one pair of pants here. But uh, <laughs> cast that, that off as well as the, the pornea. We, we cast that off and we're going to declare over ourselves that that is actually a part of our past, but it's done and it's over with. Kick that stuff to the side. 
And now the Apostle Paul, he's going to actually kind of make another list. He's going to do a second list here. It's like, here's all the lists of things that, uh, in fact, most of the people agreed. Yeah, those are sinful things. But then he's going to go into a second list. He he says this in verse 8. But now you must also rid yourselves, Greek word there, of casting off clothing. Rid yourself of all of these such things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off the old self with its practices. Now, here's what's interesting. That first list, everyone agreed, those are all wrong, for sure. We shouldn't be sexually immoral and impure and lustful and greedy people, yeah. But then all of a sudden, he does this list, and everyone's like, oh, those are a lot of things we like to do. (laughs) And here's why. Because in that day and age, they were actually, they they didn't have Southern charm or Midwest nice. They were... The Jewish culture that day was actually very judgy, judgy. And here's why. Because the religious leaders set the tone for culture, and that's how the religious leaders behaved. They were like the morality police on everything, and they were constantly being like, oh, did you see her and what she did? Or did you see him and what he did? Or you're not measuring up. And, and so it was super judgy. And so this idea of how they, how they talked uh, about one another, and that there was this, like anger and backbiting and slander and things like that, that was like common stuff because they were just really judgy people because the religious leaders set that as the normal tone of the day. And yet he's saying, listen, those are things that actually have no place in your life as well. And so I grabbed some shirts and some things that represent these that that I thought were not as ugly, okay, but should probably be thrown away. So this first shirt uh, that I got, I don't even know what it is. And that's why I think it should get thrown away is because I looked at it. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I think it was like a lake or something, but... I don't know. It's got a bunch of beer advertisements on the back. So, yeah. But anger. And here's the deal. I think even for Christians today, there's a whole lot of Christians who are like, it's not that big of a deal, is it? And they almost just say, I struggle with anger. It's one of those things I struggle with. And I'm telling you, (laughs) that... You, you should never for a moment just be like, and that's who I am, and I continue to wear it. He's like, no, that has no part in you. And then this next one, he says, some of you actually really definitely need to, I think we would all agree, this probably needs to just, just let it go, folks. It's time to let it go, you know? So, yep, yeah, that's right. Packer jersey. And uh, I, chose, I chose rage because really, oh, you guys all know it. If you're, if you're a Packer fan, you know that. You know, but, but here's the deal. There's a whole lot of, and I know I'm allowed to get away with this right now because all you Packer fans are mad. You all have anger that's turning to rage. And so let's deal with it and not dress ourselves in it any longer, okay? Uh, yeah, I know. They're like, can I get an amen? And all of us Bears fans said amen. Okay. The, but the reality is the difference between anger and rage is anger is this thing that often just kind of brews underneath the surface and comes out every once in a while, but rage is when it all of a sudden explodes. And I know it, it only happens every once in a while in your home, and it only happens every once in a while in you, and he's like, no, every once in a while is way too much because you no longer wear it. It's not a part of who you are. Here's another one. I didn't think the shirt, vote with me. It's not too ugly of a shirt, but ugly enough. And here's the biggest reason why. Are you ready? 
What is up with that? We have to throw away all shirts that are three inches too short in the arm. Like this is just not, this is unacceptable. But for him, he says, I, I said mal for malicious. Malicious talk is anything, it's when our behaviors turn intentional to do evil. That we intentionally are saying, I want to do something evil to you. Uh, this next one. Slender. You might be like, those are nice pants. Yeah, except for they've been in my drawer for 10 years, and I pulled them out, and the elastic is gone. And you know how that is. <laughs> when it goes, and you're like, yep, time for them to go in the trash. And so they might not look that bad, but it's time for them to be gone. And slander may not feel that bad, but it's time for it to be gone. Rid, this is your gossip. It's the talking poorly about someone else as to hurt them. This last shirt, this is the saddest part about this is I'm pretty sure I donated this to Goodwill last month and I just bought it back this month. But I, I donated it because I was like, it's time for this one to go. And, um, and the word here that I wrote on it was, was filth. For filthy language. Oh, I'm so grateful it has pockets. Christians, listen to me. If you claim to be a Christ follower, may your mouth reflect that. What comes out of your mouth when you slam, when you slam your thumb with a hammer? I know, someone said, Jesus, in the first service. Only if you're saying, Jesus, help me. Not his name in vain. I, I, I don't know why this is such a tough one for Christ followers. And yet there's so many that actually struggle with swearing and crass language and filth. And, and it flies under the radar because it's so normalized in culture. And it's time for you to just throw that thing off. And then the final one that the Apostle Paul mentions here is lying, which Don't make a butt out of you or me and you're lying. Uh, but clearly, you know, it's, it's so obvious. Don't be a lie. You know, we're not to be liars. We're to be truth tellers in all that we do. And Paul's just going to go on and he's going to say, rid yourself of all of these things. And so if some of these things are things that you've been holding on to over the years, it's just time for you to go, okay, man, I've been letting that one. I've been just holding on to it, saying it's not that big of a deal. It's not that ugly. Yeah, it is. And he says, and he throws it right in that, that other category with all the other stuff, saying it's as bad as the sexual immorality and the lust and the greed and all that. And, but then he doesn't leave it there. He doesn't say just cast off these things. Then he says, oh, you're supposed to put something on. Verse 10. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. To put on, the Greek word here that gets translated as put on, literally means this. It's a sense of sinking into a garment. Isn't that interesting? It's like I'm putting on something that's perfectly formed to fit me. So I'd said, hold on, I'll be right back. I'd said I hadn't bought anything in three years. That's not entirely true. I bought three shirts. And um, because I felt like I needed a couple shirts. But each of the shirts, I bought three shirts. I didn't go to the store because they're tailored shirts. 
And uh, I love a good tailored shirt because it fits me perfectly. It's tailored to me. And here's the deal. And I get to pick the fabric, which I love. Uh, but here's the beauty of it. The new self, which you are created to wear, it's not tailored to you. You are tailored for it. It's what you're made to wear. It's what you're wired to wear. It's, it's, what, it's, it's like when you put it on, you're like, bam. It just feels so good. It's right. It's what I'm made for. Now, here's the deal. I can wear this, and if I wear it every single day, guess what? This will also wear down, which is why I have to wash it, and I have to take it to the cleaners, and I have to get it pressed. And he says this. If you think, hey, I said yes to Jesus once, can't I be good forever? And isn't it all good? And he goes, no, no, no. You put on the new self, he says, which is being renewed. The Greek word here for renewed is actually to strengthen. It's like if I take this thing to the dry cleaners and they starch it, it comes back and it actually feels, you know, like stronger like after being starched, to be renewed. And this, our new self, we actually have to renew it. Have you ever had a really bad day or a really good day and everything felt like it was going awesome and then the next day you had a really bad day and you, re- and you responded really badly? Ever been there? Why? why? Why did you struggle on the bad day and you responded poorly? Well, because it's a whole new day. And if you don't renew yourself for each and every day, when the bad day comes, you might respond or you'll probably respond poorly. We actually have to renew ourselves daily in what? In the knowledge and the image of its creator. What does that mean? It said, I want to get accurate knowledge and understanding of a right perspective of who God is and who he says I am so that I will behave and respond correctly in life. Does that make sense? So, so where in the world do we get knowledge that rightly reflects God. It's right here. It's why earlier on Thursday when I read 1 Timothy chapter 2 and I'm reading and it's talking about kings, praying for kings and those in authority and you want to know what I'm getting? All of a sudden I'm getting a download of God's perspective of how I should behave for this moment in time. And you want to know what it did? It renewed me for Tuesday. Does this make sense? It gives me a new, a fresh, I'm, I'm a refreshing of what I'm wired to dress like and how I'm wired to live. But even I get kind of rusty. <laughs> and I need to be refreshed and renewed in the knowledge of the image of my creator. And so I, I think I put a slide on here of how do you do this? How does renewing the, uh, the new self look? We have to daily reflect on what Scripture says so that we'll be renewed with a correct perspective of who God is and what he can do in our lives. We're actually going to end with um, the worship team coming on out. They're just going to lead us in a song here as we close and as we leave. Um, but I love that we're gonna, they're going to sing a song called Fear is Not My Future. And here's some of the lyrics. Just listen to it. Says, fear is not my future, God, you are. Sickness is not my story, you are. Heartbreak's not my home, you are. Death is not the end, Jesus, you are. Hello, peace, hello, joy, hello, love, hello, strength, hello, hope. It's a new horizon. I, I would imagine that even as our worship team sings this, that for some of you, you actually need to picture that there are some things that you're dropping off, you're taking off right now, and other things that you're putting on. When he, when he addresses Goodbye shame. Some of you need to just let that thing go. 
goodbye some of these things from the grave that should be in the grave and should not be a part of, and yet you've been wearing it. And then there are some things that you say, I need to clothe myself (laughs) in the new self with a right perspective of who God is and who he's called me to be. Let me pray. And then our worship team will lead us in the song. Jesus, thank you for Paul's perspective here, this really creative way of helping us see um, some of the things that we've carried and worn as he uses the imagery of cast off and put on as if there's some clothing, there's some things that we're wearing that we need to get rid of. And there's some things that we need to put on the new self and renew it needs to be refreshed for each and every day with a a right perspective of who you are and who you've called us to be. Even in this moment, as the worship team sings, I pray that you would just reveal things in our hearts that we just need to take off, drop off of us, cast off of us right now. And other things that we need to clothe ourselves in. The things that are true and right that are part of our new self. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. If you'd like to partner with Lakeland in helping people follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus, and commit their lives to the mission of Jesus, you can contribute to the mission by visiting lakeland.church forward slash give.